It's August 31st, 2023, and on today's episode of Comic Talk, we'll be talking about all the comics that came out this week, like Ultimate Invasion 3 and Miss Marvel The New Mutant 1 from Marvel, the Power Rangers 30th Anniversary Special from Boom Studios, The Devil's Cut 1 from the new publisher Distillery, Night's Terrors, Night's End, and Batman Catwoman The Gotham War Battlelines from DC Comics, and a whole bunch more. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, with guest Manny Hondres at Manny Reads Comics. What's going on, everybody? And Lex from the Wednesday Pull Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, because here's your weekly comic book recap. And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we go over this week's new comic releases, right? Uh, we're here on a Thursday, and we are talking about everything that came out on Tuesday and Wednesday. For those of you who don't know, new DC comics come out every Tuesdays. New Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on Thursday, August 31st, 2023, to talk about everything that came out. If you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash thekeegshow or youtube.com slash thekeegshow. And if you're watching us live, you can see who our guests are. But if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, you can't see who the guests are. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint, though. It's a repeat of last week because we got double features all month long. We got Manny Hondress, a.k.a. Manny Reads Comics. Manny, what's up? Everybody. Uh, not much. It's a, a very short week this week, so easy, easy reading for me. Did you, you didn't think uh, there was there was that many I, uh, I'm not uh, reading comics DC, worth reading? As many DC. Like, I dropped DC for, because of the whole Night Terrors and everything. Yeah. Like, I'm not following that event. Yeah. Because that's going basically across the board, then that makes my reading list very tiny. Yeah, I was the same way with Night Terrors. And it's something that we've been talking about all month. And even last month, it's like, uh, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I didn't even give it a try. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm kind of out, uh, out event, out evented. I don't know, yeah. too many events. Yeah, you're, yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, I, I read some of it, but we'll, we'll go over it in a little bit. Uh, we also got Lex from Wednesday Poll Podcast. Lex, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I am happy to be back. Did I get delayed or did you get delayed? I, I was muted and I was just trying to find the button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, is there something wrong with me? Uh, Lex, uh, you had a big old list that you read this yeah, week. Yeah, I had some, I did some traveling this week. So um, where I wasn't driving. So I got through quite a bit of books. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go over my list first. Uh, and then if you guys uh, want to go over your list, because normally I get you guys to do it first. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll lead by example. Um, this week I read Wolverine 36. I read Ultimate Invasion 3, Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow 5, Night Terrors, Night's End, uh, which is finishing up that Night Terrors little event. Uh, Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War Battle Lines, Miss Marvel, the First Mutant, number one, Blade, number two, Action Comics presents the Doomsday Special, Marvel Age 1000, um, Nortz Illustrated Swimsuit Edition from DC Comics. Uh, what else did I read? Uh, and then I think that's it. Yeah. What'd you guys get? 
the the Nords Illustrated actually have words? It, you read, it didn't you read have that? as much as I wanted it to. Like, mm. I thought it was going to be a the summary anthology book because, like, DC does that, you know? But really, most of the book was swimsuit cover art off of past comics with, like, Nort, I don't even know whether Nort had a story. There was, like, one story, but then there was a lot of, like, infographic stuff about Nort. It was kind of weird. I don't know. I don't. That's us talking about the 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 issue, but like, yeah, it was mostly covers. Just to, just to get mine out of the way, uh, I did Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the 30th anniversary, mm. anniversary special. Yeah, I uh, wanted to read it. From Marvel. It. it was it's a lot of short stories. Uh, mm. From Marvel, we got Moon Knight Annual Number One, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Marvel: The New Mutant Number One, and Ultimate Invasion Number Three. And uh, from what not publishing, uh, the plot holes number one. Okay, uh, I wanted I, to read that I one did, as well. It it was interesting. I did pick up Devil's Cut from Distillery. I just haven't had a chance to be honest. I uh, I've been watching One Piece, the live action shows. So is it good? That a try. You know, I'm not disappointed. Okay, that's good. I won't, I won't give you a, 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 another answer other than that. I'm not disappointed yet. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. Um. Yeah, I just realized there were some books that I didn't get to this week that I, I wanted to try Devil's Cut, but uh, I, I didn't. Uh, it's a thick book, man. It was a lot. Was it? Yeah, it's it's a pretty thick book too. It's not like a quick read, so we will talk that about sense. that. We will we will definitely talk about it. What, what do you got, Lex? You got a you got a mess. By the way, earlier I uh, said Miss Marvel the first mutant. I messed Miss Marvel the new mutant. Uh, mm. I don't know why I said it. Anyway. All right, so over at DC, I read Night's End, uh, whatever the full title is. Yeah. The the ending of that event. Yeah. I read that, that. I read Superboy 5, uh, Gotham War, Bat and Cat, Gotham War. Yeah. And then I read the Doomsday Special. Okay. Over at Marvel, I read Incredible Hulk 3, Ultimate Invasion 3. I skimmed through 36 Wolverine 36 because I had to know what the hell was going on. Yeah. With Helverine. Yeah. I've read Miss Marvel, the new mutant mm-hmm. one. Skimmed through a lot of the stories on Marvel Age 1000. There were a few that I read so that I could talk. Uh, and Blade issue number two. Over at Image, I just read Local Man Gold. <clears throat> IDW, I read The Hunger and the Dusk 2. Uh, boom, I read the anniversary special of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Dark Horse, Black Hammer, The End. Uh, I didn't get to, I was going to read Arcade Kings from Skybound, but I didn't get to that. And I read The Devil's Cut from Distillery. Okay. All right. So that's, that's a lot. A decent amount of books. Decent yeah. amount of books. Decent, you know? Uh, I yeah. want to shout out Carson442007, who's out there on Twitch uh, in our chat right now. Uh, Carson says two things. So Carson says, who is Nort? Nort is just a dog-like Green Lantern. He's an alien. His species are very dog-like. He's normally brought in for comedic effect. Um, He isn't one of the badass Green Lanterns. He's just, he's like, um, I think it's Chip. Is Chip. The squirrel. squirrel, There's a squirrel alien um, Green Lantern named Chip, I think. And so it's yeah. kind of like in that vein of 
wacky animal based Green Lantern aliens, you know? Um, So I think they just picked it because they were like, it rhymes with sports. Let's do a a Mm. sports illustrated swimsuit edition, but with Nort. And that's just how they did it. Um, And then Carson also says the devil's cut is sold out everywhere by me, but I definitely want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to, uh, I didn't get to read it. So that's okay. Um, We all read enough that we, and this is the fifth, this is the fifth week month um, Mm -hmm. where there are two, there were five Tuesdays, five Wednesdays. Um, What was your number one pick of the week? Mm. I'll let Manny go first because I got to look at my list real quick. Yeah, I have a long list to look at as well now. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, Miss Marvel New Mutant. Like I, I didn't think it was gonna be bad, but I was just like, it's got so much bad media because of how they treated her death and resurrection. Yeah, the lead up sucked. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, it it kind of took a. It might have been for the best because I didn't put it. Like, I didn't get my hopes up. So it it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just get to see Kamala go to college. She's just going for like a high school dual credit thing. And um, then we find out that what she's doing there, she's not only is she getting her experience college wise, but she's also there to uh, spy for the for the X-Men. Yeah. Because uh, she went to ESU because uh, Orcus is like, did Orcus take over ESU or, or what? No, I think they're just, I think, I think they're like doing a, a program, you know? Okay. Yeah. They're hosting like, a, they're hosting a summer program there for the high schoolers. Okay. Yeah. And, and she can't be detected as a mutant because she, her, her ability came later. Well, she ha- doesn't have her ability yet. Oh, she doesn't um, have her ability. She is a mutant. She's but... got the inhuman abilities. Okay. Yeah. They they had to explain it in in the Hellfire Gala issue yeah. where they brought her back yeah. to life. Uh, essentially, they said that she is a mutant and an inhuman. But if her mutant powers had manifested first, the Terrigen Cloud would have killed her. Because the yeah. Terrigen Cloud, they had written it in that the Terrigen Cloud from the inhumans that give the inhumans powers... Uh, is you know deadly to mutants that there was an inhuman mutant kind of you know uh problem there um that's around that's that's inhumans versus x-men i think ish um in that crossover and death of x i think that crossover but the point being is that like but because her terage the terrigen cloud hit her before her mutant powers manifested she was an inhuman first and her mutant powers went into like like uh into uh and by mode <laughs> what, what's it called when like not can, like, door, 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 dormant 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 yeah oh, it went okay. it was dormant right so technically her powers haven't manifested themselves yet her mutant powers so it's this well, weird loophole in which she's able to be one of the one of if not the only mutant in human that there is well i mean you, you know she actually touches on that she her mom says like why can't you be a normal human and she was like, one, I'm not human. Two, I'm not normal. Yeah. But honestly, like the main reason I like this is because it does take me back to like the original run. Like what made her great? Like she, she's back to herself. She isn't written the way Zeb Wells, uh, Wells wrote her in ASM. Yeah. Uh, her, I think like she just hasn't been written. She hasn't been written herself. at all, though. That's the thing. Like yeah. last couple of yeah, years, exactly. we haven't had a Miss Marvel ongoing. Yeah, the last one that I read was the Magnific- Magnificent Miss Marvel, which was great, and it's just 
been a while. Like, yeah. oh, Champions, I guess. I love her in Champions. Yeah. You Champions. know? But the last Champions one wasn't great. So. That's the one where they infiltrate Rocks, rocks on, or like the, the yes. social media yeah, rocks, rocks on. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, but yeah, so it was just nice to see her kind of get back to her roots and be herself. And like she, there was like one thing in there where like she refuses to tell others like about the problem that she's been having and the, it like sleeping and stuff. And, uh, you know, my initial thought was that's so dumb, obviously, like just talk to your friends. They know you, blah, blah. blah. And then she called herself out, which made me like it. You know, I was like, all right, fine. You know, she yeah. called herself out, but she's like, I am being dumb, but I am a teenager. So I'm going to continue doing this. <laughs> yeah. This is co-written by Iman Vellani, who plays yeah. Miss Marvel on the show and in the upcoming Marvel's movies. So, like, yeah. the fact that they got her in here, like, I thought was kind of cool, and it lends itself to a more natural language, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, Lex, did you read this one? I did read it, and same. I was, I have read, it's one of my favorite reads of the week, honestly, and I didn't expect, I think that's why I think I didn't expect it to be enjoyable at all, and then it was a sim- similar thing along the lines of like calling it out because Miss Marvel is falling into this, not trap, but falling into this situation where she's becoming this template character where she was an inhuman. Now she's an X-Men. She's also an Avenger. She's a champion. She's like everything. She can fit into every mold. And then they call that, you know, they make that known at the beginning that, yeah, I get it. That's part of what's going on in my head too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and I think that's part of Iman's input because she is pretty in touch with fans' reactions to what's going on with her character yeah. and and that whole situation. So I really appreciated that because it's one of that's not a complaint I have. I just think it's strange for her character. Like, yeah, we know that Iman has like no issues calling people out, right? Like, didn't she call yeah. out Kevin for a? Or yep. like saying like the Marvel Universe or the MCU is six one six, and she's like, "No, it's not. No, it's not. yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Yes, thank you, thank you for that." No, but, yeah, I I have one problem with this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked this book a lot. Um, um, and I went in knowing that like I'm glad to see her back. I wanna, I hope that there's you know, uh, you know, uh, there's substance to it. My only problem is. With everything that's going down, why didn't she just use her original Miss Marvel outfit? Why does she have the X-Men Miss Marvel outfit in this in this issue? It doesn't yeah. make logical sense. Cuz the world doesn't know she's a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. The world well, the world doesn't know and this say, was her big reveal that Miss Marvel's a mutant. I would say mm-hmm. going back to Iman's influence. I don't know if this is her influence or not. But maybe this is part of like the the younger generation. They really don't, you know, they don't put their voice down. They want to be heard. If there's yeah. an issue, especially a social issue, they're gonna talk about it. So yeah, yeah I'm a mutant, and yes, I'm going to get uh, hated for this. But I need it. I need to also get that conversation started. Is what and I'm, represent. I feel like it's yeah. yeah. I'm here yeah. to help you, and in, in true X Men book fashion. He helped out the the people and immediately got blamed for the situation, it, you know. And she doesn't know how to like. In the book, it does explain like Emma told you that it's going to be different. It's not the same hate that you faced before, and yeah. they're kind of they're kind of showing that. And she doesn't know how to handle that yet. So 
I just I just think that's the reason that she put on that that uh that suit. It's just you can't you can't get over this issue if you don't face it. Yeah. Well, right now, it's really like during the fall of X era right now, like did you guys read Hellfire Gala 2023? I did. Okay. Yeah. So like and then after that, basically mutants are getting like relocated. They're getting put into camps. Yeah. Uh yeah. They're they're called centers. They're not like, you know, but like it's it's starting to turn into like an anti-mutant fascist state. And they're deporting mutants to Mars. Yeah. Honestly, though, I, I didn't even think about it in that fashion of like not only is she like facing a social issue, but she is definitely put like she's in ESU, the Orcus territory. She's putting a target on her head. Like, like it's yeah. not it's not just a hey, yeah. this is not fair. It's you're about to die, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, she's supposed to be <laughs> covert and undercover. She's like really yeah. drawing a little bit of attention to herself. Yeah. Which it does bring up the question at the end of the book. She like one of the villains immediately called her out and was like, Are you like called out one of the Orcus employees? Like, are you being soft towards a, a fellow South Asian yeah. hero? And so, like yeah. that tells me, I'm like, all right. So if they know she's South Asian, they it's know a, like you who can the, like, figure that, it like, out. Yeah. Who's, well, who's who's new? The who's, argument who's, is who that she lives she lives in a in an area that has a lot of South Asians. So right, that's how she, they explain moved, it in Miss Marvel. Yeah, right? but she moved to ESU. That that's true. But then again, she I, went from I, Jersey to New York. If so, we're, like, I mean, New York also, you know, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Like, if we're going to play, like, real-world stats and real-world demographics, I'm pretty sure there's a big brown population at that uh, university and a big brown population in that area and in Jersey. So, you know, I'll I'll give it benefit of doubt, right? (laughs) It's a comic book. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think it's more more concerning that, like, her mask doesn't hide much. Doesn't even hide her hairstyle. Her hair is the same as it is when she's not in costume. Yeah, like I'm, right. a, I'm about to put on a domino mask in the middle yeah. of this. And you're gonna be like, "Where's Manny? Where's yeah. Who's we, this guy? we don't know. <laughs> um, shout out to the vinyl casket. Vinyl casket just popped into our Twitch. First time chatter. Uh, hey, all, great show. Thank you, thank you so much. Yo. Um, for anyone out there who hasn't, you know, followed here, like, comment, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you guys are watching, um, feel free, and then um, definitely check out the social media and stuff. Um. Okay, Miss Marvel, the first mutant. That is, I mean, it was a it was a good issue uh, this week. There's a couple other uh, books that like really stood out to me this week. Um, my pick, I think, is gonna be. Uh, Vinyl Casket says Manny still has terrible taste. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh, Vinyl Casket. He's that's Nick. He's a a former co-host of mine uh, when oh, we were doing a show. But, you know, unfortunately, we stopped doing the show. But, yeah, no, I, as soon as you said Von Cassidy, I was like, what's this guy doing? My pick of the week is Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, number five. Mm. Did either of you guys read that one? Yeah, okay. I read it. So the premise of uh, this this series of Superboy, it's a limited series. I think it's six issues, um, is that Superboy, Connor Kent, Connell, um doesn't really feel like he has a purpose on earth because Jonathan Kent was Superboy, then became Superman. There's two Superman, right? There's Supergirl mm-hmm. and there's Power Girl. And then there's the two twins that Clark adopted. 
and then there's two steels, right? Like there. Oh, and yep. then there's also Superman, um, uh, Kong Keenan from China, the Superman of China. Oh, yeah. So, like, um, he doesn't feel like there's a place on Earth. Like, what? What's his purpose? They're all like picking up the slack and doing his stuff. So he goes in outer space and he tries to find like somebody who needs him in outer space. Problem is, he runs across a dominator plot the dominators being those like weird yellow aliens um that the legion of superheroes fight in the future they've they've you know we've seen them on the cw show there was a there was Mm -hmm. like they managed to do a crossover event with the dominators there but the point being is there's a dominator gene splicing weapons so we get this like superboy being a genetic experiment himself meeting up with alien genetic experiments um, that are also given powers. And so um, this issue number five shows a lot of growth for the character. Um, I don't know, Lex, did you have any thoughts about it? Yeah, finally. Uh, I mean, I've, when they Wait, first finally, brought... Finally, as in like you've never talked about it? Or at, no, like, no, I like, talked finally, about it for so long. No, no, finally <laughs> growth for the character because yes. I thought it was weird when they brought him back. Not that, you know, that... I loved Young Justice back in the day. And so yeah. I was excited when Young Justice came back, but it was like a weird time. They were trying to yeah. push this alternate. No, it wasn't even an alternate story. They were just out of the main continuity. And then when they shoved him back into the main continuity, it just it just didn't fit. And it was weird that he was there. Not that I, I loved that Superboy. So it was just strange yeah. to see what, and been waiting to see what they were going to do with him. And uh, I think this this arc was was really good i don't know i still don't know where he's gonna go next yeah uh, but it was cool to see him kind of go through this journey of self-discovery because that's really what it was to the point i thought this was going to be the final issue i didn't i forgot this was issue five i thought yeah his growth as a character happened here and then uh-huh. the issue was going to end and like that was the end of the series and it would have been a good end man yeah but he gets one final battle going into yeah. issue six which i thought was cool you know um yeah but uh yeah well because before young justice brought him back um he was uh he was oh he had disappeared because of new 52 he hadn't existed mm-hmm. until young justice the new young justice run brought him back um but before like before the new 52 he was jockey he was the big almost football player jock jeans superboy yeah which was a different characterization from how he was originally created where he was cool he was cool arthur fonzarelli like yeah yeah leather jacket you know leather jacket kind of look and so it was like a different character and now they brought him back Uh but they have to figure out how is this definitely 90s character fitting in with this new continuity so it's almost a meta it's like a meta problem and then it's also an in-universe problem for superboy And what to, is the reason for Superboy's existence? Yeah, as why? Character, why is a, he? You know, why is he here? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why should we care? I think this series yeah. has shown us why. I agree. You know, especially with this. It's pretty issue. good. Yeah. Um, Vinyl Casket says, "Great issue. That issue of Superboy really set him up to feel like he has meaning as a character right now." Exactly. Yeah. It was because they brought back through Wonder Comics while that sub brand was fa- uh, failing, and that ruined Young Justice. Yeah, Wonder Comics was the imprint. Um, so every so often, like Marvel or DC will create imprints, right? So, um, um, right now, DC's imprint is We Are Legends, 
Mm. You know, with the vigil, with the vigil, city boy, yeah. spirit world, spirit the goat. No, what's what's it called? What's the gr- spirit world? I thought it was spirit world, but okay, yeah, spirit I also, world. Well, spirit I'm also world, not reading it. So. City boy, the vigil. Those are the We Are Legends imprint of DC Comics to introduce more Asian characters into the line. So Wonder Comics had Wonder Twins, Young Justice, and Naomi. I think those are the yeah. three Wonder Comics. It was a huge flop. Yeah. There was I'm also past imprints. Still have that? What's up? I going to say, does anybody still have their uh, Naomi ones? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like go on the tangent of like, what was up with <laughs> Naomi? But yeah. um, I, I mean. Jim yeah. shot a miss. Yeah. You win some, you lose some, Brian Michael Bendis. You know, yeah, he's he Dude, loves go two for two with Miles Morales. <laughs> not just Miles, he uh, uh, Riri. Like, yeah. how many characters has Michael Ben uh, Brian Michael Bendis created? Jessica Jones, yeah. uh, Miles Morales, Riri Williams, Naomi, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a bunch more. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, recreate that magic though. Not every time. You, yeah. yeah, you win some, you lose some. It's okay. It's okay. BM, yeah. BMB. Um. Anyway, that's my pick of the uh, the week. Lex, <laughs> what you got? My pick of the week is Local Man Gold issue number one. Even though it's it's not number one, it's like a annual. It's like a one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a callback to the old 90s valiant crossover event called Deathmate. Uh, Deathmate had all these foil covers. They had like a gold one, a red one, a silver one, and uh, it looks exactly like the local man cover. So it's uh, and that's essentially what this issue is. It's a callback to the 90s. Uh, and this this story, if you guys aren't reading it, it is it's been a fun ride. And um it's like about a 90s character, think uh, Young Bloods in that vein. Young yeah. Bloods, maybe a little bit of 90s X-Men. And he goes back home. He's washed up, made some mistakes. And now he's back in his hometown as like sort of this, uh, you know, what has been, right? Well, this issue is a, just, it's good because it's a perfect jumping on point for someone that maybe hasn't been reading the series. It's pretty re- a new reader friendly. And it, it's a time travel one shot, which I, I usually would imagine it's hard to pull off. But it, I liked it because they had characters, like actual characters from other books, forgotten properties, if you will. Uh-huh. And uh, they were allowed to use them. They were allowed to use them. Yeah. They had okay. Kirkman's Fire Breather. I don't know if you remember Fire Breather, it was an old Robert Kirkman story. Um, who else did they have? They had Striker. I don't know if you remember this character, Striker. It was an image character from the 90s. He had three arms on one side, a long ponytail. Uh, they had a ton of characters in there. I, I don't know image from the 90s. I didn't grow yeah, up these are, And there are some the obscure characters, too, like Battle Pope. Okay. Um, I know the top cow people. Vinyl casket says there was some top cow stuff in there, right? Was there? There top was cow? some top cow. There was some top cow stuff in there. Let me. Yeah. I had a top image cow is what? Witchblade, Fathom, right? Darkness. That was top cow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Michael Turner's art. Yeah, they just it just had a bunch of callbacks to the 90s and just obscure characters. Yeah. And it just worked for me. Scratched yeah. my itch. On, I, mean, I love crossovers. I love callbacks, especially when it's not cheap. Like it was an homage to it. They weren't trying to cash in on these obscure ass characters that right. most people probably haven't heard. Of. Right. Uh, it was it was a good read. Yeah. Uh, just sure. backstory of me real quick is that like I didn't I I didn't grow up reading comics in the 90s. I read, mm. but I had the DK encyclopedias. And so like my big thing was read those encyclopedias and go online and like yeah. look up information or whatever, right? And then it became like I collected images online. Like mm-hmm. back like back in the day, I would just click save image as and I would label it like X-Men yeah. 112, like whatever the number and like whatever. So I would like collect images. Um, yeah, I did something similar. And then later I had enough money to buy like one comic a month, roughly. And so I would buy it was like Ultimate X-Men or Extreme X-Men. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those two. Um, nice. And then... But what I did get is Wizard every single month. Wizard magazine. So I learned so much about what was going on at that moment without having read the comics. Yeah, Wizard was perfect, man. Yeah. Back in the day, the first issue of Wizard that I got was the one that had Superman versus Goku on the cover. Love it. Because that's what brought me in. I was like, what? I love it. Yeah, Wizard was one of my favorite things from the comic book medium of all time. It made me fall in love. And then Twisted yeah. Toy Fair. Like, Toy Fair was great. You know? I have a ton of those in a box. That I mean, that gave rise to Robot Chicken, right? Yeah, I, I think, I feel like it did. I'm it had pretty, to it has it. Manny, do you know what yeah. we're talking about? Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little. I know what Wizard is, but never actually read any of those. Like, I, I didn't start collecting until 2011. So. That's fair. But yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, Vinyl Casket says uh he built his knowledge of comics as a kid by spending all his time on the Marvel websites, built-in wiki, and then um buying 50 cent books at flea markets. Yeah. I mean, I used to go like there used to be like internet databases for like X-Men related. Like there was yeah. planetx.com. That was one. Um, that I would just I would go in and just research characters and look up new pictures yeah. and like whatever. And like that was that was what I would do. And then Wizard Magazine was like yeah, Wizard level. Wizard Magazine. We had this was like maybe five blocks from my house. There was a little comic book shop. So I would cut grass in the summer. Then I would buy my I'd buy random books there. Not any sort of collecting. Uh, when I was younger, most of my comic book reading came from the library. So we would go to the library. library. That would, was a big thing for me. Yeah, I would check out. Yeah, I would check out trades. Or I would just we would just try to get out of the Texas heat and hang out at the library during the day. And so I would uh, sit there and just knock out a kingdom come in an afternoon or something. Yeah. A kingdom come was one, was one of my first library comics. Uh, same. Same. Yeah. Um, did we read, did we all read ultimate invasion number three? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I so, did. I think. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't understand what Hickman's purpose for this. Like, what is the reason for this comic? Because you could have stopped at I don't understand because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's so, because, so. well. I mean, I kind of understand. Somebody said somebody said online that 
this is written by Jonathan Hickman, but it seems like it's written by Mark Miller. Yeah, it's like Hickman trying to write it through Mark's voice. It's weird, though, because... I think I said the same thing with the last one. It's just another setup issue. Like, nothing happened. Like, not even... It's, it's just, just art. It's just Brian Hitch, like thing. beautiful art. But I don't, even the, yeah, see, even the I don't like Brian Hitch's art. So for me, it was oh, hard to get through. Wow. <laughs> Brian Hitch yeah. brings me back to the like when I was young and I was reading Ultimates for free because Marvel yeah. had Marvel.comics. And yeah. I was able to read any Ultimate comic for free back in the day. It was Ultimate X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and Ultimates. And I would I read Ultimates and I I just I re, I loved it and yeah, like the art remember, brings me back to that. I remember loving it when I was a kid. I went through and reread <laughs> a lot of that stuff and yeah. uh, less of a fan as an adult. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and I and today I went back and read all the issues of Ultimate Invasion, uh, three all three issues, and it, like the whole I, reveal. At the I end don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's what was the know. reveal at the end? Oh, that Reed Just, has the Doom mask. But no, I don't know that, what it means. That was not even that wasn't even the ending. The ending was the 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 whole Iron Man suit, but it's Kang. Oh yeah. Kang looked like Galactus a little bit, but also yeah. Iron but Man also, and Kang. But also that Reed uh, Iron Man or Iron Mask. I was like the man in the Iron Mask. I don't. It under- did look okay. like man in the Iron like, Mask. Yeah, it's ex- it's <laughs> exactly the it's the Doom Mask from the two thousands Fantastic Four movie. That makes more sense. Is it from, from, from the movie? Put them side by side. From the movie. Okay. <laughs> put them side by side. So, I, and I mean like not it does. It's not. I'm not saying it looks like it. Put them side by side. It's the same uh, freaking mask. Uh, like it's oh it's oh it's hyper detailed so you you'll see when you put them side by side it's I straight have, up from I that have movie. a theory about ultimate invasion everybody is saying that this is the maker making the new ultimate universe but in the end of spider-man 2 issue 6 we see the ultimate mm-hmm. universe still exists there with yeah. with, re, with an ultimate version of riri williams with mm-hmm. like with with certain people who had died come back to life. Supposedly the ultimate yeah. universe was reborn after Secret Wars, right? Yeah. And that was years ago. Five four years we, ago? Spider-Man we 2. I saw it in, in Venom, in the Donny Cates Venom run. Didn't the maker go back? At one point he like went back to the oh. to the ultimate universe. Yeah, and I don't remember if they ever touched on that again because they, at the they end, never touched on it again. On the end, he's in like a Times Square and he says, "Finally, I'm home." And that's the yeah. last I remember of it. I okay. I, I could have been missing something, but that's the last thing I remember. Now he's trapped. Yeah, I don't think Jonathan Hickman. I don't think Jonathan Hickman made a mistake. I have faith in Jonathan Hickman, but I don't think that's he what made I keep saying. I think this is on purpose because this is him going into a pre-existing universe and messing with the timeline right to make uh-huh. his a ultimate universe that he owns but yeah i think the ultimate universe still exists i think it's just a separate universe i think this is because that wasn't yeah, like have, he stopped they the haven't spider said from biting, anything biting about Peter, right yeah they haven't said anything about that 
the ultimate universe specifically. So yeah, yeah, I I believe it could be. And he does, uh, you know, say a lot like offhanded comments about him trying to create his own thing. And I don't know, man, to me, it's just, it's really for it to be one. It's only one more issue, right? No, it's it's said to be concluded. What? It's a four issue. Four issues. It's a four issue series. Yeah, that's why I'm like I don't understand. Okay, I have. Now, I think you guys are, are giving are giving Jonathan Hickman too much. You know, like uh, slack. Because I, I, on my end, I'm like this. This whole issue was really just a social commentary of what the world is like, and it's like, yeah, sure, man, it sucks. That's why I'm reading comics. So I don't have to. Yeah, be experiencing yeah. the world. I don't. Okay, but I don't care about any of these characters. It's like None. no, not, not even one. It's the uh, Rasputins for this universe. I don't care. I don't could care less yeah. if they even show back up. So I have two hot takes. All right. Yeah. Or no, one theory that that comes from a hot take. Okay, my hot take is I think both DC and Marvel need uh-huh. to create an ultimate universe that works concurrently with their comics. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to recreate a new universe that allows new readers to come in that mm-hmm. doesn't dumb it down, but but do what Ultimate Marvel did for Marvel back in the 2000s because uh-huh. say what you want about Ultimate Marvel, it went off the fucking rails. But yeah, yeah. it brought way more hit, way more wins than losses yeah. as far as Ultimate It brought Marvel me in. Goes. It brought me into comics. Yeah. And like now it's 2023 and like I'm so invested. It brought me in. And so like for a while there, I knew more about ultimate X-Men than regular X-Men. Like I knew X-Men, but also like I was in it for ultimate X-Men. Yeah. I was definitely reading ultimate X-Men compared to like, I couldn't even tell you what was going on in the two thousands and regular X-Men. And I guess I could have, I really thought about it. I I, I remember it was a lot of Azazel and like, and Juggernaut on the X-Men and Squid. Was that the 12 era? It was after the 12th. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Um, Didn't care. You know, Havoc was in a coma because Havoc was in the in the Mutant X universe. And then an evil version came. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is the whole thing. But like, so I think that like my hot take, I guess, is Marvel needs to I like create a new ultimate universe. Yeah. And my theory then, if this is going to end in four in, in the next issue, I think at the end of the issue, they're going to announce that ultimate Marvel is coming back. Yeah, I mean that's what I thought at the beginning of this. Yeah, I just don't know, man. What'd you say, Mandy? I think that's what we all assumed, honestly. Like it starts off with him, the maker going to Miles and saying, "Like, hey, man, we're, yeah, me and you are, are brothers. Like, I'm gonna give you the opportunity. Let's let's go ahead and do this. You want to go back was, with me?" And, I've been waiting on the callback for that. Like, we haven't. Yeah, Miles but, is just <laughs> not in the story anymore. It's he's no, being billed as being in the story. Like, he's on every yeah. like cover. That's what I'm saying. And then that, that was a dramatic, not a dramatic scene, but for me, it felt like, yeah, like an important scene. He left him the card with nothing on it. He had the card. He's like, there's yeah. nothing on the card. Where's the pay? I'm, I'm not saying we haven't read the fourth issue, so there might be a payoff, but. I'm saying it's a setup. I'm saying it doesn't end at four issues. I'm saying it's yeah. setting up for something, something else. I would yeah, like I mean, for Marvel to create an ultimate universe that it does not, that restarts, right? Like just restart the Mm -hmm. damn thing or start in the middle but like just with a bare setup peter parker has been spider-man 
but the big events haven't really like you know what i mean like the broad yeah. strokes uncle ben has died we don't need to see it again do that and then now tell new stories or just have miles be the spider-man in that one i don't care but like yeah. i think i i mean the comic book industry is going to die if we don't bring in new readers so yeah ultimate like every 10 years we need a new don't do a reboot main universe do a a new and rebooted like new universe you know a side thing Mm -hmm. yeah that's not so synergistic with the movies because i feel like that's what happened with the ultimate more synergistic with the movies i don't know Oh, that's what for me, that's what they were trying to do. They started shifting all the stuff in the ultimate universe to sort of fit traditional Marvel and what they were doing with the movies. And it just like I mean, why we have two way. of the same universes. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But the problem DC had with New 52 is they essentially ultimized their main universe. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And I did not want to have any part of it because I was like, well, uh, that's not what I signed up for DC for. Yeah, Superman right. with jeans on, you know? Come on. Yeah. Got a neck collar yeah. now. It's like, yeah, they're definitely where's, his, where's his underwear? Where's his underwear? <laughs> it was Come like on. a failed, yeah, it was like a failed attempt, man. It was definitely Ultimate DC, but like, I don't know why they were doing that. Um, yeah. All right. So, so uh, we don't need to like pick up the pace, pick up the pace. We got like whatever, but um, we, we'll get back to it. Um, who read Wolverine 36? I got through the whole thing. Okay. I'm not reading Wolverine enough, so yeah. I'm not. I don't know about the all what's going on. So it, uh, it's been an inter. It's been like an inter series crossover event between that and Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. So like, I haven't been reading the Ghost Rider stuff. So mm-hmm. I felt like this was easy to jump on. Like, yeah, okay, Ghost Rider and Wolverine are teaming up. That's all you need to know, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a boy with a demon power. Yeah, it was cool. It's um, it's Ghost Rider and Wolverine. You know, they're part yeah. of my favorite Fantastic Four, so that's why I picked it up. Yeah, I love them. You know, then I love them together. Yeah. Interesting to see them do the uh, the switch, but it's cool. Can't say it's not cool. Yeah, Manny, did you read it? Read it, but I was going to ask: Is this? So it's not the it's not concurrent with the contest of chaos at all. No, this is separate uh-uh. than contest of chaos. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, because you I'm a, you read Marvel or uh, Moon Knight Annual, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But I have, uh, but like I know that contest of chaos has, has been like a a cross event with all these other annuals. But I didn't read the other ones. I just, this is the only one I read. Hmm. Um. Did you read Moon Knight? You read it, right? Is that what you said? Said yeah, no, I did read it. It was good. It was just a, it was just a random. It's an annual, so it's like it's just random things that are happening. I'm not reading the rest of the event, so it was just kind of like I got a lot of information. He stayed true to his character, which I appreciated, and that was, yeah, but it was a, it was an okay book. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't need to touch on it for very much. It was an annual book. All the annuals seem to be linked up as Contest of Chaos crossover events. And really, the premise is that just Agatha Harkness is making up reasons for them to fight. Like, the purpose is the fight. So at least it's not like they have to create an in-plot reason for them to fight. The magic just makes them fight, right? Yeah. 
And I don't mind the idea of a cro- cro- crossing over annuals every now and then because I don't re- really read annuals anyways. Mm. So if, if I was going to read one, then uh, I, was gonna, I would probably get it in a collected edition maybe later down the road. I like annuals I really, that are character focused, though, you know? Some of them like, I skip. Like, yeah. let's have an annual where, like, Gambit saves a young child from yeah. a burning building and whatever. Like, just in, like just dive a little bit into their, like, history. I would like an yeah. annual of, like, Captain America goes grocery shopping. And, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, slice like, of life. Yeah, that'd be yeah a slice like, of life book is cool. Yeah. Talking to yeah. someone on the line, it's like, yeah, man, it's a long line, right? Yeah, yeah, like, old lady on the she's the clerk she's you know bad with computers and when they can pull that off it's really good yeah exactly like those kind of stories i think we're neglecting yeah i think neglecting slice of life because yeah like us all of us being on tiktok um and then tumblr before that like people love slice of life like headcanon stuff right yeah like people love talking about what if the avengers played D like just a slice yeah. of life thing what how would they play their characters and like sure marvel doesn't want to base a whole series on it but do an annual yeah they, that they was some of my favorite it. stuff in the in the thor issue last week that was some of my favorite parts of that book is where he's just like hanging out with people and like interacting yeah. with people on, on earth i, I loved it captain america sentinel cool, liberty yeah. also had mm-hmm. him like just gain some friends from around town that were in his art class and like right yeah they had a, a champions issue where they were like in a world like in DD world where Miles was like a rogue yeah. player and, and yeah, somebody like was like a sorcerer. They were physically there though, right? They got sucked into it. They got sucked into it, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but it was still cool. I would love, yeah. I would love I like and maybe it's a rights issue, but I would love for a crossover event of annuals being characters playing D. Like yeah, and it cuts that. back and forth. Like Dexter's Lab did it back in the day. I don't know if you saw Dexter's yeah. Lab, where like him and his mm-hmm. friends are like playing D and D, and like D and then D D comes in and like ruins things, and like it flashes to real life to the story to real life. Like mm-hmm. it would be cool to like if they pulled it off. Like heroes hanging out out on their off time, but then they leave to go fight crime, and then it moves to a different group of people. You know, like yeah. They're just playing D&D together, you know? Yeah, I'd read that. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be cool. And, like, yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun, like, out-of-continuity stuff, too, because the the D&D story wouldn't be real. So, like, if if Bucky's character wants to sleep with, you know, some other person's character, it's just their characters, you can kind of yeah, like brush yeah, yeah. it off, you know. I would, I would like it if you didn't. If you started the book, you didn't even know that that was happening. At the end of the book, like when everyone gets total, total PK, right? Like TPK, uh, it just like someone closing a book, and it's just like Captain America's a DM, and he's like, "Why would you kill us like that? Why would yeah. you do that?" <laughs> and like you see the dice rolls or something, like yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah, that would be cool. I think I, I think there's an idea there that that would be that would be cool. Because what if there was one DM across the many titles, the many annuals, but then a new, but and they DM for a new group that comes in and leaves, you know? It would have to be, it would be amazing if Jean was the DM because she could just access everybody. Like, she, you don't have to even be there. Like, hey guys, yeah. you ready? Like, here's what's happening. She does yeah. the mental image for everybody. Or like Deadpool, <laughs> right? Like, 
just being a weird dm yeah somebody wild like that yeah he talking about like uh bucky getting with someone you know else you know deadpool just being like uh you and spider-man right remember from you know remember from the movie from yeah, the Civil War yeah, movie? yeah they're gonna be like what are you talking about <laughs> just, and it's why? just like yeah Dead, uh, deadpool is being weird um uh, community had a good D episode so i feel like you know in that vein yeah. of like of that i think it'd be cool um uh night terrors ended mm-hmm. with night's end and i was trying to figure out again what's the point of this crossover to um, set up beast world yes yes we 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 also got a new character dr hate i hated it but that's <laughs> i mean <laughs> It's just it an worked. Ant, it's an anti Doctor yeah. Fate. His name is Doctor Hate. He has two I artifacts. Hate. He has two I artifacts, right? I audibly groaned whenever the big reveal. It's I, a cool design, like, though. The design is cool, I but gonna, when they, ask, it's like the big is reveal design? is Doctor Hate. I was like, oh god. <laughs> so instead and of the at the helmet, bottom, it, it's, like two, it's like still four. it's still a helmet. Yeah, still he has the helmet, and he has a the um. Dr. Destiny's amulet, I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then so, at the bottom, they're like, we're going to target the t- the Titans next. And I was just yeah. like, why did I, it's why did Waller, I read right? off? Yeah, I was, why did I read four issues of this? Yeah. Well, people's theory is that um, that Beast World will make people lose faith in the Titans, which will give uh-huh. Amanda Waller more power, but then the Justice League will come back. So exactly yeah, I, I can say. see, it. you know, so, okay, I can see fine. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, that ended and a new mm-hmm. DC event. I got to talk about this because this was another event. It. Uh, it, it's Gotham. Yeah. It's the Gotham Wars. Batman, oh, yeah. Catwoman, the Gotham. Batman. Yeah. Manny, did you read this one? I didn't read. I was going to, I was going to, but one piece was on my mind. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Lex, you read this one? Yeah, I read it. So the premise of this book is it takes place after Night Terrors and after Batman has been multiversally traveling. So like uh-huh. Batman has a robot hand because he lost his hand. Did, did he? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and in this issue, Batman is talking about getting older, which ties into kind of what I want is Batman to like take a step back and like you know train his team. Yeah. Um. But. The Gotham War has a weird premise, and I don't know where I stand on this because I'm on Catwoman's side, and I think Batman's being very unreasonable. Uh-huh. But I mean, also- it's it's like that. It's uh, popular on Twitter. It's the trending topic of like Batman can do more with his money than going around beating up homeless people. But right? that's both. I know, know, but that's sort of like the angle that Catwoman's coming from, right? Right. Um, I get it. So I, also, I, it was jarring because, like you said, this is, happens after Night Terrors. So I just closed Night Terrors, and at the end of that issue, um, every Superman is like, "All right, well, I got to go back to Supergore," and Wonder Woman's like, "Oh, yep, my Tom King story is kicking off, so yeah. I got to go do that." <laughs> and then they're like, "Batman is in a coma. We don't know when he will wake up, if ever." And then he I up open the same up. Week. <laughs> then, then I open up Bad Cat Gotham and it's like Batman is awake now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He, he, said he slept for a long time though. So like yeah, I think this was a I jump know, forward. But time. still. Yeah. 
I get it, but still, I was like, what? Gotham Warriors is going to be the coma dream. And then he's going to wake up and be like, oh, I I hope not. Catwoman was right. Catwoman was right. right. I need to to blah, blah, blah. No, um, Batman. Do you know the premise, Manny? No, but I was going to say from what you were talking about, Batman in general has been talking about aging since, like, failsafe, even before failsafe. So fell safe. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. he's been aging. Like, By the way, Sailface, the old man. Sailface would be a, co- a <laughs> funny Batman villain. He's boat themed. <laughs> and then right. he met he met the old yeah, when they did into the Batman verse. He met the old Bruce Wayne from oh, yeah. uh, exactly. Dark Knight's Return. So he kind of like looking himself in the mirror. Yeah, right. No. Or two so, two old Batman. He met Batman Beyond Bruce and. Dark Knight Returns. I mean, he Bruce. met Adam West, Bruce. Yeah, uh, Bruce. Mm. He met all the different ones. Yeah. Um, he met Arkham Knight, Bruce. Yeah. yeah, and that's what makes me. I'm happy that they are like actually sticking to that. Like, hey, Batman's getting old. Something needs to happen. Because I mean, like what we were just talking about, the Titans, the Dark Crisis, was this whole thing about legacy, and yeah, we're already talking about Titans are going to be removed because of this whole Beast World thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if if they if I would be surprised if they actually do say Batman's going to take a step back, and it and he does for at least ten years real time. You know, like never. it won't be time. ten they'll years never. real time. No, they'll never well, do I mean, that. I'm a little jaded as a DC fan. They'll never. Yeah, they'll never. I, they'll never they did do it, it with Flash. They did it with Flash, so it's like maybe. I think maybe they should do it. treat him like they treat Barbara, like um, have stories where he suits oh, yeah, up as yeah. Batman. You can have one yeah. series where he's Batman. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the series, he's about training other people to be Batman. Right. One thing that works about Batman is that he has all these side books that aren't necessarily in the right the current timeline or main continuity. So he can be Batman in 10 other books. <laughs> That's they can do that. I don't I mean, know why they don't yeah. see it that way. And yeah, we'll never know. yeah. but I don't know um, what they're going to do is they're going to dunk him in the Lazarus pit. He's going to get his hand back. He'll be feeling younger than ever. He'll be like, oh, I'm 23 now. I'm Batman. He's gonna be younger than Nightwing. Nightwing <laughs> He's gonna be to younger me than is Nightwing. 27. Twi- yeah, uh, like, and the Nightwing is gonna be the guy that trains the team, and Bruce is gonna be back on the old street. man Nightwing. He's gonna be yeah. same age, same age as Damien. They're gonna be the Wonder Twins. Yeah, so there's gonna, gonna, gonna be the the Super Sons. It's gonna be them together. Super sons. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I uh, the the premise, Manny, of this of this Gotham War, is that Batman's been in a coma for a couple weeks. Crime has gone down in Gotham, which makes people wonder uh-huh. what if we didn't haven't had Batman and crime <laughs> yeah, has gone Batman down. Sucks. Something something <laughs> what is are you, doing, man? you know, uh, Batman but it's sucks. because Selena is essentially unionizing, and I love this premise. I don't like uh, Batman's uh, reaction to it, but Selena's u- unionizing the henchmen. Oh, Batman mm-hmm. reacted like a billionaire. Is that what you're telling me? Kind of. Oh, so weird. Selena, yeah, it makes Batman terrible. She's unionized the henchmen so that the other villains don't have anyone to hire. And she's mm-hmm. she's training them for nonviolent crimes. Thievery. Thievery, like burglarizing the millionaires and billionaires of Gotham. Yeah, and so, the real bad people. Like, and, and saying that, like, violent crime will go down, you will be thieving from these billionaires. And, like, like sure, there's still crime. There's always white-collar crime. And then there's this, but at least people don't die. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Batman's like, crime is crime. And I'm like, no, what? <laughs> take it to zero. <laughs> take, take Selena. Come on. 
you have to like just no. don't do this batman yeah. he's he is, just like he i can't let old. you do he's that getting, he's getting senile yeah. <laughs> that's what it is it's just how like, dare you be effective <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah I, I I don't I don't like the idea of him being like, hey, there are bad guys on all sides, sort of thing. Like, thievery is just as bad as murder, and it's like, get yeah. mur- let's get murder out of the way, let's get all <laughs> that stuff out of the way, and then at least like then we can focus on like, hey, Selena, what can I do to help them have an even better job? How about that? The you yeah. like it's a it's a like funneling program, you know, into Wayne's foundation. It goes back to that old meme of where Batman beats the crap out of like a petty criminal and he's like, now talk. And he's all bloody. <laughs> That's what it right. is. Right. Uh, I was going to say, it goes, it goes back to the whole, like, yeah, you're saying crime is crime, but like you murder the Joker, you just stop so many future murders from happening. Yeah. And like, say, say that to the victims, like crime yeah. is crime. I'm not going to kill the Joker. Say that to the people that Joker has killed, right? Or to yeah. the to the families yeah. of the people that that Joker has just murdered. The, the oh only, yeah, I had the chance to kill him, but no. The only problem is I I do agree I, I agree with you, but I agree that like it ends up being sort of a slippery slope because then it's like you you murder the Joker, yeah. but like there are some other Batman villains that are also like up there, right? You just murder yeah. them too. Well, my main thing is how often is Batman even in Gotham nowadays? Like I. I know he goes there on the weekends and he beats the crap out of everybody. And then he goes to outer space for like the Monday through Friday. (laughs) I just let Gotham take care of itself. It obviously we're, we're figuring it out. It's not the ideal situation, but Hey, Gotham has been, it's been nighttime in Gotham for a hundred years. Can we figure out something to get it to stop raining, to stop being nighttime? Let's work on, like you said, incremental pieces. Yeah. Stop, like, then we get crime okay to zero. With Selena's plan here. I'm okay with it. Yeah, Batman's in the wrong in this. Like one of my favorite things about the way that this story was like um, summarized is the the way it ends. Like Gotham will never be the same again. Like how many times have we heard <laughs> Gotham yeah. will never be? The Gotham same? sucks, same. man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't be the same again, right? Yeah, like, right that's the point. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Permission? I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm like, Batman's in the wrong. I don't know what, what he's doing. But I think maybe he's going through yeah. a midlife crisis, right? Maybe he's like, what is my purpose? I'm getting old. Can things change this much? I mean, deal with wealth inequality, you know? Maybe maybe deal with yeah. that. Because, I mean, that's really the problem at the, at the core of this story. But I know where I stand. And he also but, just came back from that world where the villains were sort of on top in Gotham. Um, with yeah. the red mask and yeah. so he's like having maybe a little ptsd from reality hopping and then maybe he thinks that if they go with selena's plan they'll end up in a situation like that where yeah gotham is safer but like where do you stop that right. you know right i mean it's better Selena's kind of way than a police state personally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know? i agree also if bruce is not going to step up and marry selena i am so yeah, somebody you know, needs to. I'm going to join her side. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do if I was Batman. I would just quit and be like, stay at home, dad. Yeah, she's right. She's got it. I mean, like, we could say it as a joke, but like, also, yeah. I do think Batman should step down and train the next generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put you her know? on the Justice League. Take my spot. Put Selena? 
Yeah. No. Take him in spot. Put on the Justice League. No, I would be I would be spending my my days and my nights with Selena. So, Brian, uh, you know. Um Brian. uh Manny, what 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 else did you read this week? I had that uh that book from Whatnot Publishing, uh, Plot Holes number 1. How uh, how was that? Cuz Is that Sean Gordon Murphy? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wrote it and did the art. And that's one of the main reasons I picked up cuz of the art. I don't think that his art is like amazing but something about it cost me i'm just like this is i, I, oh, I love it grab that yeah, yeah I, like, love I love it. it but but not for the uh regular reasons that i love like dan mora's art is one of the, the top art right and i, and I can explain mm-hmm. that like sean the uh murphy's uh art i'm like if i really look at it i might start to second guess it but also yeah. no like i really it's almost like a bachalo's uh chris chris bachalo's art mm. um, yeah Kind of the same, the same thing. Like the book itself, yeah, yeah. Uh, The the book itself was pretty interesting. The premise is that there are, it's a group of fictional characters from different medias that get together, and they are in a program. I forgot what the program is called, but what they do is that they edit other books, other fictional books, to make sure that when it gets published, it's a good book. So like when like it starts off with uh, like a book about aliens and the teams there like oh look at this it's a, aliens that are big head gray bodies how original so they kill the aliens or whatever so they edit the book the main the 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 leader of the team's name is Ed as an editor and mm-hmm. uh, but that that's all it is and like they like they uh, it's like oh you got to put the bookmark out like so their machine is like a bookmark so they can go into into and out of books. The mm. characters themselves, they know that they are fictional characters. Like one's in a manga character, one's a uh, Calvin and Hobbes character. Uh, like there's a other couple of things in there, but basically they recruit someone new that thinks he's a real person. Then he learns that he's just a character in a book, and then they have to stop this alien for that an alien that is able to go into other books, which has never been possible before, but now something happened and they need to stop it that's okay. the mm. quick quick that sounds premise. good they edit books <laughs> and and then yeah. they publish it and then they, they can see like oh look after our edits this book sold for this many copies and it has this many iterations of it and like hey it's a successful book we did a good job guys yeah. huh. so, i like it. it it this first book was a little jarring the way it went from page to page it, it the pace was really fast but uh it's i prefer faster pace than very slow pace like ultimate invasion so i think yeah, it's a good book yeah. definitely check it out yeah okay um i also uh i don't know if you guys read action comics presents the doomsday special i read it yeah. i don't like doomsday but i liked mm-hmm. this issue i loved this issue man i, I thought it handled like hell in the DC universe in an interesting way. This book looks good. Um, Bloodwind. When's the last time we saw Bloodwind? Yeah. I mean, Jesus, that was cool. Um, um not that I like Bloodwind per se, but I yeah. like the idea that it's a new Bloodwind and he mm-hmm. is the Superman of hell. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. Their pitch of like, how do we reboot Bloodwind essentially? How do we have a new Bloodwind? Yeah. He's the Superman of hell. And it's a cool way to just keep them there. Also, I think this is opening it up to like 
show that even though Superman's this bright and sunny character, there is a side that works that's sort of creepy and terrifying. Yeah. If you if you let this world be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like Martian Manhunter and Supergirl teaming up. It's a yeah. team up that you don't see that often, but weirdly enough, it was in the CW show, the Supergirl it CW is good. show. And like it is good. Two characters I, that are also like, what do, what do we do with these characters? They're two characters that grew up on their home planets, respectively, right? Mm-hmm. Like they remember their home planets, so they know mm-hmm. what they've lost. They weren't adopted by Earth. They yeah. immigrated. Yeah. Right? They're refugees, right? It's a little bit different. And yeah. we see, we see. I'm assuming this is not the devil that is Lucifer. This is just a mm-hmm. different main devil. Satan. That's how I read it too. As yeah. far as like a, a re, not a reboot, but for the sake of the story. For the sake of the story, it's not Lucifer that spent time on Earth and mm-hmm. did all this stuff in Vertigo. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you guys skimmed Marvel Age 1000, right? Or you guys read yeah. I read a few of the stories. Um, I skipped one of them, or at least skimmed one of them. And that's the Marvel, the the Captain Marvel issue or story. It's an anthology book, right? And like, mm, I read the all first the one I read. I, I don't like Marvel. Yeah, I, I love. Um, the art. Allred's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Allred's my, you know, Madman's my favorite comic book character of all time. Um, I really loved Dan Slott and All Red's Silver Surfer run. Yeah. And so to see them team up again was really cool. I'm not a huge fan of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Now, if he if you keep him in the green suit with the fin, I'm all about that. I like that a lot. Oh. Uh, but there's no need for him at yeah. this point in time. He's just like an obsolete character. Uh, but I read it because of it. it was an All Red that marvel book yeah i just realized i skimmed i skimmed a lot actually i skimmed the daredevil one i skimmed the silver surfer one i I didn't read that one existed um what were the standout ones though i really liked the uh i really liked the sort of love letter to gene and scott i loved it i thought it was cool we talked about yeah we were talking about slice of life earlier and it was like a slice of life beginning x-men book it made me believe in their relationship which is sometimes tough with gene yeah. and scott because sometimes especially oh, after all yeah. all yeah after yeah. all they've been through for sure yeah and then like the art was amazing and it takes mm-hmm. us, takes us back to the original five and also pointed out some things like all the boys sleep in the same room it's four beds and then gene yeah. goes to the girl's room it's four beds and she's the only girl so she's kinda, by herself yeah you know it kind of brings focus to that but it also makes me wonder you got a whole damn mansion. Give every kid their own damn room. Yeah. Also, why aren't you doing more for mutant kids? Like, like shouldn't you be getting more all, of them? Five white kids. Dude, Xavier yeah. was like, like he didn't want to yeah. go anywhere non-white. He was like, not yet. I'm not going to that neighborhood. They can, <laughs> yeah, right. they can deal with them. You yeah. know. Like, I'm, I'm sure they're not. Hunt- yeah. all right. I'm like, sure not. They're. I'm sure they're not hunting them because they're mutants. I'm sure there's other reasons. They'll be okay, right? Yeah, I'll I'll circle back. Let Magneto yeah. have them. I exactly. Mean, yeah, they'll fit in more with the Brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> the Brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, they'll fit in more with them. Oh, uh, I'm like, yeah. What you have a whole mansion? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, people rooms are important for other things. Don't you don't need to worry about it, but like, they're, yeah, they're there is. <laughs> I mean, you know what it what it screams to me? It screams to me that like when um there's been like initiatives in real life where like hotels will be like we'll house the homeless, and then everybody around oh, them is okay. like, no, you won't. And it's like we have empty yeah, rooms. How dare like, you? Let them yeah. go empty. Let those rooms <laughs> yeah. go empty. We will yeah, not yeah, yeah. bring in anyone else. Yeah. Like empty houses in a neighborhood where people are like, we could house the homeless. And it's like, no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> Let the houses be empty. And it's like, yeah. uh, okay. Surely um, there's a better way. <laughs> yeah. Uh in, in X-Men history, the next person to join the X-Men. He doesn't live there is mimic and then uh, he gets his uh-huh. power taken away and then changeling dies he joins the x-men and then i think it's havoc and polaris to join yeah. um after that so polaris lives in the mansion and then she can be the next female hero but then essentially that's the lineup up until giant size x-men number one with all where, the cool mutants come in <laughs> but it kind of sucks that like Jean gray is just kind of waiting for another girl and then storm shows up and Jean gray's like um Actually, yeah. I'm going to go live elsewhere. Like grown ass woman and they're like all middle aged mutants. I mean, I know that the original five grow up, but still. Yeah. It's like we've been here since teens and then all these gruff, extreme adults. Come they're not the that house. adult. Like, uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. No. I mean, Storm Wolverine's has like 500. To be like Gene, you know, Storm has it's to be like Gene. 500. Yeah. But but yeah, you're right. Banshee, just this old yeah. Irish guy with a Wolverine smoking cigars drinking beer they're like what the what (laughs) you know what are we yeah we're moving we're moving out well and then colossus is huge but he's only like 18 like he is he is young but he's just one of those like would you feed the boy you know yeah and then he wears that like leotard thing so that's weird or they're fully clothed teens yeah it's just i don't know uh anyway x-men i love x-men um what I really wanted yeah. to show, uh, what I what I pointed out to you guys earlier is the love letter to Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko. Yeah, it was cool. It was those like three kids yeah. in the final story. But it starts off being like, it didn't happen this way. But perhaps it could have. Uh, not yeah, that it could have. They didn't know each other as kids. But like, yeah. it's, it's like their souls, right? And I, it hit me. Yeah, it was good. I was like, I skipped past it at first. I was yeah. like, okay, don't know what this is. I was like, who's who are those? I'll read kids? it later. And then I'll it, read it later. I was like, and then they they peer through. They peer through a fence and they see the cover of Fantastic Four, the first number yeah. one. They 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 see it with the monster and they're like, it's Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Jack Kirby as kids, and they're like, only we can see it. And like, how do we make everybody else see it? you know yeah. see the things that we see and what will that do that'll the characters will live forever and we'll live forever and it's this whole thing and like yeah, i, I cool. like how whoever because i don't know on off the top of my head whoever drew that cover but they were the kids and he was like oh i drew the face wrong i need to change that i need to fix yeah that. I need like, to fix the faces. Cool. yeah it was jack kirby mm-hmm. saying because jack kirby did the cover on that one because ditko yeah. did spider-man right yep yeah so it just it hurt me a little bit you know it was good it was sweet it was very i would like to have that outside of the uh anthology just those i know they don't do that 
those yeah, three just pages. like a because I don't need the whole thing. I just need like a separate. Maybe I can put it in a frame or something because it was it was sweet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's worth getting a couple issues and then just like cutting up the, you know, um, yeah, cutting up and framing it because maybe you can ask uh, Albert from Albert Loves Comics. Yeah, he loves to cut oh, up yeah. books, man. Yeah, he's, he's always cutting up books. I know. That guy's always cutting books. Bit. Makes me cry like, every time. Product, I like what he does. Everything. Not talking bad about it, but every time he cuts, yeah. it looks amazing. Wow. Like the stuff <laughs> he does. Great. But when I see him go at a comic book with an exacto knife, I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Stop yeah. it!" If I bend a page, I cry. So it's yeah. it's like torch. It's like watching a movie, a saw movie. Whenever he's doing his yeah. work, <laughs> the next one that if he's watching, the next one he does, he needs to do like the with the horror mu- uh, music yeah. in the background. Just <laughs> good I'd watch yeah. that series. <laughs> um, um, a couple other ones. Uh, uh, we'll 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 do some rapid fire um ones that we we touch on a lot. Blade number two. I, I love seeing Blade back, and damn, also, it's good, man. It was good. Also, why is that girl so hot? And yeah, like, you have to. She got like to. naked, and they had sex. Yeah, it's cool because I've read a few Blade series throughout the years, and they've never stuck with me. I'm always like, oh god. Yeah, I get who this is. A you know, it's appealing to that uh, grungy comic book reader. This is good though, man. Uh, I really like this direction that they're taking it. Hopefully, it continues. Yeah. Did yeah. they mention his uh, daughter at all? Bloodline. Yeah. yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I yeah. read that story when it came out like a couple months ago, but I, I just haven't seen anything come up from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about Devil's Cut real quick, because what's going on? Devil's Cut. Devil's Cut is from a up and cup an up and coming. Um, comic book company that pulls together all the creators, right? Top tier talent in the comic book industry. And the devil's cut is an intro to their, not a universe. It's not a collective universe, but sort of an intro to what they have going on. It's, it's sort of a sci They have sci-fi books, horror books. It's an anthology. It's, it's, it's a thick read. And I will say off the cuff, it is, gorgeous man it's gorgeous to look at it, it was hard to put platter? down is that what it is it's yeah. a sample platter of series that are coming out yeah and maybe i don't know exactly i didn't know yeah it's it's beautiful man it feels good in your hand it's it's a good read as far as um talent wise top tier talent i'm not even going to go through everyone that it has but it the only thing for me is that I don't know all of these were uh, beginner reader friendly and sort of all, all the stories stood on their own in this context. I don't know if all of these series will work as uh, sort of an extended series. Okay. Like if these are one-offs yeah. like this is, yeah, this is great. So I don't really know what the future is for distillery, but if so they this, all look like this, it's damn, like a birth it's of a be hard to... publisher. Is that essentially what this is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I this is know. like you said, sort of a sample platter, sample platter of what they have going on. And um, I mean, it was good. Again, okay. it was beautiful, man. I it was hard to just not thumb through it. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. You guys both read Mighty Morphin, right? The thirtieth. You said it's an anthology. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's an anthology, it's a, yeah. It's Five common theme by the week. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout an anthology. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It's the fifth, it's it's the fifth week. Yeah. Fifth week of the yeah. month. There's, there's all these five issue five story books. Yeah. I you know, the, book, the stories were good. I, are I you a Power Ranger fan? About the, oh, absolutely. Oh. Uh, I, I was about to say I feel like I have something, but it's all it's hidden in the shelves. But uh no, um the one of the best stories in it was one with Billy, the Blue Ranger. He's in like college or like a college program, and he gets called by uh, a rain, the Ranger Academy uh, headmaster calls him, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I need you to talk to some students." It's like a like a counselor kind of thing. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" He does not know what's going on, and uh, it, the story is just him kind of giving his experience, being like the nerd, being like. Um, self-conscious about wanting to be the strongest one trying not to be as weird and, and he's helping this other student um, uh, get past that same thing and not by like lecturing her or anything but by listening to her story and telling her like his experiences of of what she's asking about so um it was it was a nice read at the end of it he like goes and calls his dad or his dad calls him or something and he's like guess what i just did because it's still he still basically is a uh, counselor right so like he told his dad he was going to to uh, be like a TA counselor at graduate school, and basically what he did. So that mm-hmm. was that was one of my favorite stories from this one. But there was yeah, a couple good. of them. Yeah, there was one by uh, damn, what's her name? The person that played Kimberly, uh, Amy, oh, Amy um, Joe Johnson. Amy Joe jo- jo- yeah, jo- Johnson. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wrote or she, yeah, she was she wrote one of them. Uh, it's called Reimagine. And it's yeah. basically like I was getting confused because the whole story was talking about everything that happened in the show, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is this is not canon. This is not what's happening. You know, after Shattered Grid, this is not the what's what was supposed to happen. But then at the end of it, you get to this point where you realize, oh, this is like this is Amy Jo Johnson that wrote it. And it's like she is I don't know. I don't know what you got from it, Lex, but like is she like re because she is hiding her true identity and mm-hmm. talking about thinking about the past and thinking about the future and the good and the bad of it and stuff and and it's called reimagined so and, and it's to be continued so it's something i think it's going to be a separate project yeah. kind of like the uh, the son of the dragon was with uh, they have a, an, another project another project coming out called mighty morphin power rangers the return it's a mini series Okay. Uh, and I Thanks. and I think it it'll lead into that. From what she's said, it's like it's continuing. Uh, that was one I, I did enjoy the story, but I had the same thing. It's like after reading all of these events and things that they've sort of reestablished the continuity of the comic book Power Rangers, it was weird to see. And she did a really good job, though. It was a good read. And this was a good anthology. Yeah, there was I think it was you five got, oh. stories altogether. We got the Alpha storyline, which was really like sweet. At the yeah, end there was like a Tommy wedding story yeah. with him and that Pat. Was, was pretty good. Yeah, so those two that was were pretty good. So with the with Amy Jo Johnson, she and uh-huh. uh, Tommy got married. Oh. And her retelling of yeah. it, like that was that's mm-hmm. what I was like, wait, what's going on? So, yeah, I wonder what's yeah what was, yes. what's happening. But okay, okay. Yeah, so I think there's two stories that are going to spin off into something else. I know the Amy Jo Johnson one is, and I can't remember which of the other ones. I know Rangers Academy is is a separate book, mm-hmm. but that's in the main continuity. 
but it was it was a good power i'm a power ranger fan so okay it's a good read all right um real quick is uh incredible hulk three you got like a sentence to sum it up i don't know who still you good okay still good um i know the art is the artist is going to change in a few issues and i'm not looking forward to that because i'm digging the storytelling vibe paired with the art right now and it's always jarring to me whenever the writer stays on and the artists change so i'm um, not looking forward to that mm. but it's still good okay um hunger in the dusk number two i love the art mm. and it's G- written by g willow wilson but i have not read it yet so i need to read it issue one and two but two came out but like is it good yeah from it's, idw it's good uh great action scenes uh, i'm loving the world that it's in and these first two issues are a lot of world building so th- there's a lot of exposition but the character writing is top tier in my opinion and i think this is going to be um one of those books when it's all said and done that uh people recommend and um, like i will say a, that it's, it, it's, it's just issue like two- saga but fantasy like I don't want to say Saga yet because Saga is up there for me, but I think it will be a fan favorite. Um, okay. Right now, issue two, I'm a little unclear on sort of the the enemy of the story mm-hmm. because it's framing it as more of like a mystery. And yeah, but again, it's just issue two, so that's not really a con. Okay, but it's good. It's a, I recommend it. Okay, sounds good. Um, was there any other books that you guys read that that you wanted to talk over before we end this episode? Mm, no, I think okay. we covered all my books. Um, real quick, what uh are you looking for? Like looking forward to for next week? Like not that uh, not that we're keeping the same guests for next week, but are there any comic books that you guys are looking forward to coming out next week? Hmm. I would say, I mean, Blue Beetle's coming out, so that's, you know, it's not something I'm like 100% like, oh my God, I can't wait, but yeah, the setup with Graduation Day was good enough to where I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Moon Knight is obviously a, a number one hit for me, and not just for the story, but I am looking forward to uh, the Spider-Gwen annual, because I, I want that variant by uh, Lee, uh-huh. and Birds of Prey number one. Yeah. I want to read the story and also Chris Pachalo has a variant that I am looking forward to. to have. Yeah. I see so many books that I want to, I want to get uh, uh, next week. Immortal X-Men 15. Immortal X-Men has been amazing. And then X-Men 26 is looks like it's the wedding cover of Emma Frost and Tony Stark. So yeah, I gotta get them, you know, um, and then Birds of Prey number one comes out next week. Yeah, sure. Justice Society of America. I love them. So number six mm-hmm. comes out. Scarlet Witch has been really good. Blue Beetle number one. Yeah. Like I'm I'm definitely looking forward. Fire and Ice. Welcome to Smallville number one. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Those are two characters that don't get any airplay whatsoever. But like they're, yeah. you know. And, and Lobo's in it too. So it's uh Oh no. It's I'm weird. I'm afraid of like he's yeah, gonna be it. so gross to them. It's gonna be a weird story, but I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Um yeah. I so I mean there's a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out next week. So I'm excited. Yeah. You guys yeah, you guys covered all my books too, pretty much. Um there is a book 
Barnstormers issue number three. I don't know if you guys have checked that out at all. That's coming out and that'll be pretty good. It's a dark. I feel like uh, it's a dark horse book. Like three years ago, (laughs) it just feels like (laughs) a long time. Scott, it's a Scott Snyder dark horse book. So, yeah, it's been a pretty good read. Okay. Um, I saw something else. Oh, Doctor Strange has been also really good. This this run, Mm, I still need to get on that. It makes me care about Doctor Strange, and I don't care about Doctor Strange. But like this run's been really good. Jen McKay, Jen McKay does this amazing work. Yeah. Number yeah, seven a good character writer. So, you know. Um Shazam that's what I, also is coming out. Shazam oh yeah, Shazam number three. three. Mm-hmm. Again, all these books. Oh, it's because they oh, the reason they're all cut all the good shit's coming out right now, it's because they were on hiatus for two months while yeah. night yeah, terror. I'm looking was forward to Green Arrow. Ah, okay. It's good to have it back. All right. All right. Eddie Boy's coming out. Let's get I, back I really into like DC, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah DC's back, baby. <laughs> uh that's an inside joke but i don't know whether you guys were inside it or not hmm. somebody on tiktok was like dc's back baby and it was like it was like years ago i don't know anyway <sighs> it, it's still it's still stuck in my head um before we get going i want to thank you guys so much for coming out uh being part of this show taking time uh, I want to thank everybody out there for watching and or listening, uh, watching us on Twitch or YouTube uh, or watching the, or listening to the podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Uh, before we get going, though, Manny, where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Uh, on all platforms, pretty much. It's uh, at Manny Reads Comics. And um, it's the end of the month, so I will be posting on Instagram uh, my top books of the month. Uh, top ten books, top covers, uh, favorite panels, things like that, and it's just it's just a slight little slideshow. So if you want to check it out, I should be posting it pretty soon. Awesome, awesome, Lex. What about you? Uh, Wednesday poll everywhere uh, on all of the social medias, and you should check out our show. We drop new episodes every Wednesday, and uh, we're coming up on our two hundredth episode in a few weeks. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Shout out to Carson. Shout out to the Vinyl Casket, both of which were on Twitch uh, chatting it up in the chat. Thank you guys so much for uh, being a part of this. Um, This is Comic Talk. We do this here every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then on the weekends right now, we got the Keeg Talks comics. Uh, So we will be talking about Fall of X, which is the current X-Men era that we're in. We're going to be talking about all the issues that came out this this month, uh, plus you know Hellfire Gala 2023. I got Nikhil Clayton uh, on that episode, um, and he is a big X Men fan. And um, you know we might have some other surprise guests on that one as well. And that one will be uh, this Sunday, uh, September, you know third. Yeah, September 3rd. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. Those are our biggest social media platforms at The Keeg Show. So pretty much anywhere at The Keeg Show or slash The Keeg Show. And also patreon.com slash The Keeg Show if you want to give back to The Keeg. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, right now we just have two shows. So definitely, you know, find us on social media and keep up with that. Thank you guys so much for uh, coming, Manny, Lex, uh, and doing two weeks with me here on Comic Talk. Um, next uh, month we should have a return to you know some of the people who took August off 
So, you know, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, watching. Thank you so much for being on it. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been Comic Talk for Thursday, August 31st, 2023. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace.